Disclaimer. We have to let you know before we say anything wrong, our opinions, beliefs, comments, thoughts, future thoughts do not represent that of the Eugene Springfield Fire Department in Local 851. So like 12 years ago, I weighed 150 pounds and I was this height. Hmm. Which, like, slim. for reference, I'm maybe like 200 pounds right now. So you're slim. I was slim. Mm-hmm. I was a soccer player. Oh, oh. yep, it makes sense. Full of shin guards. <laughs> so, my dad is your size, big man, and I was like, I gotta gain size. So I did the first thing that I learned to do in college, which was go to a GNC, and at that time, I don't know what they do now, but they wrote on top how much protein I should take. And it was two and a half scoops per, like, drink in milk and, like, do it, like, two or three times a day. Mm-hmm. And the scooper isn't like the scooper now, at least, that I see in protein where it's like, comes out to, like, 30 grams of protein. It was, like, a cup. So I did two and a half <laughs> scoops per drink. Uh-huh. So over, I can't remember what time frame, but it was, like, three or four months, uh, I gained 30 pounds. I nice. weighed 180. Good, good weight? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, huh. I didn't have a belly like I do now, but uh, yeah. I had I had the weight. And one night, I had my second protein drink of the day, which is was just a feat to put down. And I had some Subway because that's eaten fresh. Yeah, of you course know. it is. We'll get advertising points for that. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I, li- I was a resident firefighter at the time, and I was like, I don't feel that great. I'm going to go lay down. And then... After laying down for five minutes, I go, I think I think I might have to puke. <laughs> and that ensued 12 hours of oh. learning. I, I, I got to learn something at this point in time, too. Uh, you can actually uh, have explosive diarrhea on the toilet and puke at the same time in the shower. Simultaneous. Yes, huh. for, for 12 hours. I've never experienced that. And Thank goodness. I think this was like the first time I was really sick outside of like living with my family, my parents. And I was like, man, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. You went full millennial at that point. Yeah. You oh, didn't know what to do. Oh, my goodness. Did I'd, you call 911? No. And I lived, uh, I was like, I cannot call 911. No. I live in a fire station. You can't I'm do not that. calling the people that I know and go and work with <laughs> and cannot call them. But like, man, it was getting concerning. There was some, some discoloration that was occurring uh, and like some pain. Like I was just. It wasn't food poisoning. It wasn't the flu. This was just completely different. Like, simultaneously, diarrhea and puking at the same time is a talent that I wish nobody has, but <laughs> I do. So, I, my buddy, like, nobody was at the fire station at the time, and my buddy gets home from class or something, and he's like, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, dude, I need you to take me to the ER. Like, something does not seem right. So, he takes me to the ER and the sh- short end of this story is I had protein poisoning, which I did not know was a thing. And one of my kidneys was starting to shut down. Oh. And it was just, it was such a nightmare. But I'll never forget being in the ER waiting to get in because, you know, our emergency rooms are just full. Overwhelmed. They're completely overwhelmed. And there was a person in front of me in line, and they had a broken ankle. Mm-hmm. And I was running to the bathroom, and the only bathroom in the ER, and it's right outside the waiting room, just, <laughs> just all these great noises. And then they finally called my number to go back there, and uh, 
that that's the end of that story but it was awful that's pretty awful funny experience you don't have any uh residual uh like kidney damage do you uh not that i know of that's great they sent me home but protein poisoning it's a thing how huh. old were you i was like 18 yeah have you ever been able to eat subway again uh i mean i have but very reluctantly or protein i don't pack. have lettuce from there like i one like i was kind of like mm. i think maybe it was lettuce but the doctor was like how like your protein levels in your blood are insanely high. And if you know me now, like my fire crew does, they're like, they're always like, Oh, protein in it up. Huh? <laughs> like I, I still have way too much protein, <laughs> but like, Holy smokes. So, uh, that is funny. Thank God. I've never had to, uh, endure anything like that. I wish that it actually did something besides gain weight. Like I wish I had muscles from it and I wish I was my dad. Yeah, You size. didn't retain anything. But now I'm like, just, I'm just the bald headed, Soccer player. Skinny again. Skinny again. Mm. Skinny jeans, which is well, nice. Well, that brings us to our uh, podcast today. We've yeah. got Rachel Kazavalin on. She is a nutritionist. Uh, we recently uh, finished the fitness challenge. We're in the second alarm. we got about a month left. Uh, we wanted to have a nutritionist on to kind of talk about nutrition, talk about some of the myths uh, or misnomers, um, and kind of get some answers about uh, nutrition, proper nutrition, you know, how much protein, you know, how to lose weight, gut health, that type of stuff. So thank you for being on, Rachel. It's my pleasure. Awesome. So um, give us a little background on, you know, what you do, where you work, the education that you've gone through to, you know, be a nutritionist. Uh, that way we got a good picture of, you know, what, in, you know, what's all involved in, uh, you know, becoming a nutritionist. Yeah. So um, there's a, there, every state varies. So in Oregon, actually, there is no licensure for a nutritionist. Okay. So in, um, so my actual degree is I'm a certified health and nutrition coach. Okay. And really the only other um, option in the state of Oregon, as far as licensure goes, is a registered dietitian. Okay. And you have, um, you know, you, there's um, graduate degree that you have to get and certain practicum hours that you have to get to earn um, registered dietitian. Mm -hmm. um, so, how's that? Um, so, when, and actually my primary degree is um, I'm a licensed professional counselor. So, when okay. I was in grad school, I, well, actually, my journey started the summer before I graduated um college my undergrad I just I needed like some random credits and so I just took this uh, nutrition course mm -hmm. um, a, a sports nutrition course that I at the University of Oregon that I now teach oh, cool. um, and I took that course and I was like holy crap like this is what I want to do and there's got to be a way that I can integrate it into what um, you know I'm going to the education I'm going to get after undergrad. So um, while I was in grad school, I took a, um, a two-year certification, a two-year licensure program um, through the Institute, Institute for Integrative Nutrition um, and became a nutritionist before, or a, a, it's a certified health and nutrition coach, before I even graduated um, with my master's degree. Oh, cool. So I have a private practice now um, called West Coast Wellness, and um, I use diet and exercise in my treatment with um, folks. So, you know, some people will come to see me to sort of rebuild their relationship to food, mm -hmm. um, 
gain weight, lose weight, um, and many will come because they're struggling with depression, anxiety, and um, you know some people are not even interested in what I have to say about lifestyle and their nutrition, dietary choices, and how that might be playing into what they're experiencing with emotional and mental health. And some are very interested. Some that's kind of why they would choose me over you know the hundreds of other therapists that are in town. Cool. So, Wait, yeah. so master's degree. Yeah. How many how many years of school was that? Well, the program I took was, you know, two full years, so yeah. going through the summer and then you have to um you have to have so many supervised hours. So that took me close to five years to oh. finish my supervised hours to become fully licensed. Oh wow. So Yeah. But I did it, you know, a lot of my cohort mates, you know, they go work in agencies for eleven fifty an hour and Jeez. so I, I just went full-time private practice um right away i mean i had other work too but i just sure just kind of started my own practice and business and wanted to do it that way well i i don't know about you john but i went to two years of community college <laughs> we're I, a little we're a little we don't deserve to be here is what <laughs> yeah you got so. well uh, i actually got a degree in business okay uh, with a management what? emphasis but i i played football Kay. Is what I did. Yeah. So I played four years of football, and then mm -hmm. at the end of that, they gave me my diploma, my Kay. degree. Yeah. That said, I was a business major. Get out of here. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. That is <laughs> and awesome. then I also That's had the uh, paramedic thing as well. So yeah. I've got six years of education, yeah. four of which I played football for. Oh. And then uh, the other was actual education. So I'm the same as you. Mm. You know, just two years, pretty much. You know, associates. Except. But I also have a bachelor's. A lot Crazy. cooler. That is very cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm joking. I actually had to do some work, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, talking about the clientele that you deal with, yeah. um, young, old athletes, male, female, all of the above, uh, what's kind of your, what, what type of clients do you have? Yeah. I, well, I, I would, you know, take any or, or, or all of those. I don't, um, you know, I don't advertise as being um, specifically for one subset. Athletes find me, uh, athletes tend to find me and be more interested in, you know, my focus on the work that I do. Mm -hmm. um, so I see a lot of athletes, a lot of college athletes. I teach at the university, so there, I have a, just a relationship with the school uh -huh. and a, a relationship with students there. So I, I, you know, I would say 75% of my practice is um, – athletes and students and student athletes okay yeah. so Teens. when you're when you're dealing with athletes mm -hmm. uh when they come to you you know for um you know nutrition um you know how to get better yeah what's the common question you know what's the problem that they're dealing with is alcohol bad yes yeah student athletes <laughs> yeah student athletes uh, we all, we always end up talking about alcohol um they also really want to know like i start every class and pretty much every conversation i ever have with anybody about nutrition i i usually mention that the science of nutrition is <clears throat> an incredibly confused science you mm -hmm. can talk to one perfectly well educated you know phd um, who will tell you this is how you should eat. And you can talk to an equally as well-educated um, you know, doctor that will tell you something completely different. So there is, and, you know, and then there's the internet. So there is just sure. a wide um, array of really conflicting um, advice and information out there, and people want to know. They want to know what's right. And that's why you have 
we have you on today because yes. it is very confusing because yep. like you said the internet you're looking like how much protein should i get how much carb should i eat how many yes. fats should i eat um if i want to should i reduce my calories to do like a you know a deficit calorie deficit diet is, is that healthy right. is it not healthy that type of stuff so right. um that's awesome um so when you uh, have a client and you're developing a program, is it tailor-made to them and their desire, what their desires are too, as, f- as far as, let's say, gain weight or gain muscle mass, lose fat? Yeah. So is it completely tailored to what they want and who they are and their age and all that stuff? Yeah, and it has to be. So, you know, I'm going to try not in this podcast hour or half hour, I'm going to try not to muddy the waters further, sure. but you'll be hard. It will be difficult to pin me to the wall about any one thing because sure. there's this idea of bio-individuality that our genetics, our, you know, family history, our lifestyle, what we're asking our bodies to do. Like there's just so many things that go into um, creating a program mm-hmm. that, you know, it's just really hard to, to really, um, tie down one piece of advice that works for everybody. So yes, to answer your question, I do, I tailor, you know, I start from scratch with every person I meet. I really don't have, you know, I really don't have a, um, a a preset program until Mm -hmm. after I spend some time with somebody. Okay, cool. Um, so if, uh, let me see here talking about protein and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff with protein. muscle gain uh it's a you know it's a big deal but there's a lot of misnomers out there so mm-hmm. um how much protein do you need to get uh during a day let's say all um, of it 100 <laughs> of it mm-hmm. uh how much protein can you absorb in one sitting how much total grams of protein you know should you have in a day that's healthy without getting po- protein poisoning yeah um that type of stuff, you know, okay. for muscle gain. Let's say I, I'm, a, I'm a male. I want to gain some muscle. I want protein. This guy. Okay. Yep. Me. Yeah, for muscle gain. So yep. I'll tell you what. So generally for folks who would not describe themselves as athletes, mm-hmm. the place that we start and then, you know, so we start a certain place and then we kind of see how the body reacts mm-hmm. and then, then we adjust from there. But as someone who would not describe themselves as as an athlete they don't have any like regular athletic requirements on their bodies we say 0.8 grams per kilo of weight of desired weight where they want to be Um, or just no we start where they're at yeah we start where they're at for most people if they're if there's um you know severe uh, if they're severely overweight or something, then we might dial it back a little bit okay. from there. Or if there's, you know, a big difference between where they're trying to go and where they are, then we might, add, you know, add some in. But yeah, 0.8 is usually the the sweet spot to start. To start. Now for athletes, you would add a, a gram to that. So, so it would be 8. like 1.8 to 2. Holy smokes. Yeah, nice. that's really high. It is. So it also depends on what athlete. Like I would consider myself an athlete, but I don't have the same, you know, protein requirements as a linebacker. So sure. so I would never, you know, 2 point you know, per kilo is just way too much for me Uh and I I wouldn't do it, but that's generally the advice that most people will give to at least start and see, see where you go from there. Some people would advise more, but I think that. No, that that definitely answers the question. Yes. Mm -hmm. So when it comes down. Yeah. So when it comes to, so we got the protein thing. So 0.8 for your normal person that just wants to get in shape and, Mm -hmm. you know, wants to, you know, build some muscle Mm -hmm. carbs. So if you're going to build that, 
and and I know that you said it's very specific to each yes. individual, but uh, I know, you, every time you ask me a question, I'm like rolling my eyes. Yeah, I know. Here like, we oh, go. So, <laughs> but I'll do my best. Yeah. So to start with, yeah. so you've got the 0.8 per per uh, per kilo. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the carbs? How many carbs a day? Is there a difference between? Are there people that are carb sensitive? Are there people that can handle more carbs and not gain ad- adipose tissue? Definitely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And so you kind of um, it depends on the person. You know, um, I think you might be getting to this, but their keto is super popular right now. Mm-hmm. I'm actually Everyone's right asking now. me about keto, and my my um, my thoughts on our on it are that keto keto and you know. Even several other diets that are um, heavy on one macronutrient mm-hmm. in particular or the other, either they're heavy on avoiding it or heavy on adding it in. Mm-hmm. You know, some things that would be, some diets that would be considered kind of extreme and not equally balanced, mm-hmm. they were really designed primarily initially f- as, um, you know, medical diets. So there's some sort of medical reason. Um, so that doesn't mean we can't all experiment with it a little bit, but I generally would not advise like long-term, you know, indefinite keto diet Mm -hmm. or Adkins diet, or even really paleo, unless there's other reasons for, um, for, you know, dieting like that um so what would be an example of a medical condition that someone would go on keto Ooh, for? that's a great idea like that's I, a great i've thought. read like menopause like for mm-hmm. women menopause, yeah so keto hormonal might... balance keto can be really helpful i mean there are i've i've read some studies the thing is there's not a lot of money in food science sure so it's really hard to get um enough research in, in enough repeatable research to mm-hmm. to go in one direction Mm -hmm. or another. So, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about like saturated fats and, you know, 20, 30, even 40 years ago, saturated fats, eggs, you know, red meat, that was like, no way. Mm -hmm. Right. And now we're learning that there's, um, really there's like neurological benefits of having saturated fats. So Mm -hmm. the, the medical reasons I can think of is, um, you know, folks with, um, autism. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's a, um, this is kind of recent, but there's a, there are a couple of Netflix, you know, documentaries Mm -hmm. worth watching just to kind of, and I think one's called, um, the magic pill. Okay. So worth Mm -hmm. looking into, um, someone maybe need to check my, (laughs) check that resource, but I'm pretty sure it's there. Um, yeah. So, um, so there are any sort of neurological issues, um, uh, Alzheimer's, you know, there's a, there's a book called eat the yolk. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a lot of research from that book about, um, you know, the benefits to high fat diets. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of one area, one, one reason to maybe limit carbs okay. and, um, and increase fat. Okay. One, one thing I have an issue with carbs is I've like, I feel, have them and I feel bloated. I feel full. I don't eat the rest of the meal. Right. And then on the flip side, you know, you cut carbs out or you go to that extreme you're talking about where you're not having carbs. I read that it impaired uh, cognitive function, which for me, like, right. I can't have that happen. Like I'm already running below uh, average on yeah. people. Mm-hmm. So I need as much brain power as possible. Right. So I'm in this constant battle of going back and forth. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, you listen to your body. So I, I think for people, I really feel like there's a hierarchy here of approach. So, you know, I'm thinking about the listeners that are, you know, maybe in the second phase of the challenge and mm-hmm. they're kind of continuing on. Maybe they've already kind of hit base 
um, line that they've kind of cleaned up their diet, so to speak. Some mm -hmm. people don't like that language, but I'm fine with it. Sure. So they clean up their diet. So they're they're limiting, you know, refined sugars, and um, you know, they're they're kind of shooting for more whole foods, um, you know foods that don't have, you know, a laundry list of ingredients that you can't even pronounce, mm -hmm. right? So that's kind of like the first step is before we talk about keto, let's just talk about what you're eating. And if you're living on sodas or, you know, chips and, you know, yeah. an occasional salad here or there, let's just like clean that up first. And then we can see how your body adjusts because people kind of walk around feeling like crap all the time and they, they don't, they're not particularly sensitive to what their bodies are trying to tell them. Mm -hmm. You know, every, there's, there's lots of elimination diets that people, you know, try where they go, you know, totally whole foods only. Maybe they get rid of grains, they get rid of dairy, they get rid of sugar, they get rid of caffeine. Right. Mm -hmm. And the idea with those diets is to sort of like clean your system like a little get bit. The baseline. Yeah. And then you start adding things in. So mm -hmm. if you went on, you know, a, 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 I guess a low carb diet, um, which, you know, like paleo sort of, if you are, um, if you're not particularly thoughtful about where the other carbs would come from, then, and then you started adding those back in after four or six weeks time, and mm -hmm. you would notice, you'd be sensitive to the difference. Others, you know, it might take them much longer to kind of figure out how their body's responding to things. So the first step would be like, oh, I feel like crap when I do eat this, or I feel like crap when I don't. And then you adjust accordingly. That's almost the most reliable hmm. you know research you could ever do um food sensitivity tests are not that accurate um generally they they can generally be inaccurate or you know dependent on you know so many other factors that are really hard to kind of account for so really the best researcher you know or best research is the information your body's trying to give you what sure. before we move on what uh do you have uh because I know a couple of people have done food sensitivity tests and mm -hmm. I've thought about doing it too, but yeah, it, like I've had friends that have done like multiple and it's been like far ends of the spectrum what they are. Do you have one that you would recommend or are you still just kind of like, like you said, just kind of like, ah, I'm not really sure they're not that accurate. Yeah. So there's, um, the, the two that I, I would, I would avoid doing, um, any tests like the, the, mail tests that the mail-in tests that they, you know, they send oh. it to you and then you take swabs or yeah. urine or whatever. I would avoid those. Um, really the blood tests are typically the most reliable. They're going to be the most reliable and having a, um, having a doctor kind of oversee that process is usually really helpful. It's hard, frankly, to find a Western med doc that will do them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's the latest research, and I, I think this is probably a 10-year-old statistic, but the latest research is that less than 3% of medical schools in the U.S. even offer a course on nutrition, never mind required of their doctors. Jeez. So when people go to their doctors, they, you know, are are thinking that they're going to get this information and, and, you know, totally well-educated doctors that are really good at what they do aren't going to have this information for you. They, mm. they're, they're, you know, taught to diagnose and treat, um, with medication usually. So you will find a doctor that knows, uh, um, from time to time, but it's, it's pretty rare. So, um, there's integrative medicinists or doctors who, um, you know, have done work outside of, you know, MDs who've done work outside, um, like, uh, 
naturopaths or mm. they've done integrative medicine courses and things that might be able to kind of oversee that. But there's a test to the IgG. There's two tests, one that tests for sort of immediate reactions and sensitivities to foods and one's, uh, one that tests uh, sort of a longer term uh, like within days or even up to a week of a reaction to a certain food. And I think the quick one is the IgG. So we'll have to, someone will have to check my research on this. I think it's the IgG and I can't remember what the other one is called. Maybe the Ig, IgE, I think maybe. So um, yeah, those okay. would probably be the two to start. And if you could find a good practitioner that could oversee that, that would probably be really helpful. Awesome. You also have to eat a lot of the thing that you are, you know, thinking that you might be sensitive to or even allergic to the idea is to eat a lot of it and see what antibodies um, form up against it when you um, take the test so if you avoid gluten for example mm -hmm. gluten's not a good example because um, there are other tests that are more accurate for well, that but here, here's an example yeah. on the i did the first round of this fitness challenge mm -hmm. and i only did two things different like i kept working out the same but i cut out bread mm -hmm. and i cut out uh just drinking which i still drank on saint patty's day and at the stair climb but okay uh just cutting that out i lost 16 pounds yeah. in three months and it was like it just yeah. seemed weird that bread would cut that much weight and I don't drink very much so it's only for occasion so it, it just seemed kind of crazy yeah yeah I mean I don't know there there could be more things involved in that you know blood sugar response to carbohydrates like mm. high glycemic carbohydrates that's a big deal um, and also um, you know what you know you might end up eating more in a day when you eat a lot of bread because you're gonna get hungry again a lot faster hmm. like I would be curious what if you kept a journal like what the difference between you know actually how many calories you were eating when you were eating the bread versus when you were not maybe maybe yeah. I'll did you keep a out. journal did you keep a journal <laughs> no. did you write down everything you, you should eat? keep a journal buddy. I try to do well this is a whole nother thing I'll let you go with your questions but yeah. I've hopefully we get into talking about macros and stuff oh yeah. we're gonna talk about oh, some we're stuff talk we're gonna talk about <laughs> so we talked about keto paleo yeah. kind of the extreme stuff what yeah. it, what is truly a balanced my favorite is just balancing the macronutrient my favorite place to start is just balancing macronutrients okay. I love you know it's really fun for me when I get some you know an athlete for example would be out of season because we don't mess with this stuff when they're in season sure. but you know one of my favorite things to do the most fun is like getting them to a good baseline so that we can experiment with things like keto and sure. things like that depending on what their body composition needs are for whatever their sport is but the the best place to start is a, a pretty close to like 33.33 um, percent from carbs proteins and fats oh, just like it's a right really good place to start okay. even for just a couple of weeks uh -huh. and then just kind of see how people feel because usually you know um like for your challengers probably you know again if they've kind of cleaned things up a little bit maybe limited alcohol or they're you know kind of experimenting with getting rid of um you know refined sugars or whatever then that might be a really good place to start and they'll know kind of based on their energy needs if they need to bump something up okay or not. Gotcha. And the first thing to bump, if they don't have, the first thing to bump would be carbs. Okay. Actually, I mean, people think it's protein, but um, yeah. it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily. So when you do make adjustments, right, you, mm -hmm. you, you, you establish that baseline, mm -hmm. whatever that is, right? Right. When you do make adjustments, you're going to make 
uh, one or two adjustments. That way you know if it's working or yes, not. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you make too many adjustments, you don't know which one's working or which one's not, right? right? Yeah, right. So, I mean, if you're going to get a rid of a bunch of things, like you, this was a pretty good experiment for you to just, you know, stop limit drinking and, mm-hmm. and bread because then you kind of know, like, well, yeah. it's one of two things. Yeah. And I don't drink that much. So bread kind of had an impact. And then now we can kind of figure out why it had such such an impact. But yes, when you, it's kind of like when you take a bunch of medications or a bunch of supplements or something and you, and you have the desired effect or you reach the desired effect, you don't know which of which the things. Which one's working. Yeah, it was actually getting you, gotcha. getting you there. So Cool. Water intake. Yes. Hydration is very important. Yes. <sighs> What is the prescribed uh, amount of water you should drink? Uh, yeah. And what is uh, true hydration, right? How do you know that you're hydrated? So pea how much color? Okay. What? Tell me that's about. It's a good pea, place to start. Tell me about pea, pea, pea color, color. Should be pale. It shouldn't be bright yellow. Mm-hmm. So that's you know that's a pretty good indicator. Um, you know, thirst. People say you know uh, you drink when you're thirsty, but really thirst is. Um, an indication of dehydration. Okay. So, um, so that's, you know, kind of one thing to look for, um, you know, for athletes, I, who are, are concerned about whether they're getting, they're hydrated enough. We test weight before, um, an event or mm-hmm. before, uh, exercise, exercise that lasts more <clears throat> than an hour. We'll, we'll weigh them in before and after okay. and see if there's, you know, um, a significant enough weight loss there. Um, but really, you know, the old rule used to be eight by eight, right? Like eight, eight, eight ounce glasses of water a day. But again, I don't have the same hydration needs as, you know, a 200 pound firefighter, right? So, um, so my best, and then there's some leader recommendations and things, but my best recommendation and the place to start is half your body weight in ounces of water a day. So if you weigh okay. 150 pounds, about 75 ounces of water is a really good place to start. Oh, now, good. if you like, I don't sweat that much. So if like you're, if you're really a sweater, then you would double check your weight before and after uh-huh. exercise. And for every two pounds you lose, you want to get about, about two cups or 16 ounces of water. Okay. Um, so, hmm. um, that's interesting. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. that's really good information. But half your body weight in ounces of water is the perfect, perfect. Pl- okay. your body weight in pounds in ounces of water it's a day. It's so that's hard to intake. remember to drink the water though. Dude, I, I, I am drinking almost two gallons of water once a day you get Once you get it though, you know, there's like apps that like will send you reminders and I have this yeah, fun get app. Get an app, dude. Take a, make a journal. I'll, I'll show you the <laughs> app I have. I can't remember the name of it, but it like cheers for you when you put in like how much needs, water. That's you, what I you need. need a cheerleader. He needs, yeah, he needs yeah, you need a water cheerleader. That's what and my it crew sends does. me reminders. Yeah, yeah, totally. Or, you know, I have... You know, you fill up a couple of water bottles a day and you just have a goal to drink, you know, two of these before noon. Yeah. You want to front load it so you're not up all night. Do they have like uh, lids that count the ounces that you're actually drinking and they actually clap and make noise for you? I don't know, but we that sounds that. like a million dollar idea. Right? Okay. So, I mean, we know that that's whatever, 30 yeah. ounces, yeah. right? You know mm-hmm. that. But it's yeah. nice to just have a digital readout mm-hmm. like it goes through a little, mm, yeah. little totally. meter. Totally. And and feeds then it to your phone. Feeds it or to whatever. your phone and it says, hey, yeah. You just achieved a gold medal in hydration. Yeah. There Why don't we do that? That does yeah. sound there nice. We're going to have to something. edit that out. Shark so yeah, that. Don't, don't. Yeah. Sharks. We have a sharks. We've got a uh, uh, ounce uh, reader for the water that yeah, also links to your you uh, know, smart watch and phone. And Mark, then it keeps a journal for you. 
Marcello gives me a uh, gold medal whenever I do something right, but it's typically when I do something wrong. So, mm. but either way, you I get, get a gold medal. medal when you do something <laughs> yeah. wrong. <laughs> I have them hanging in my locker. Oh, nice. So, balanced diet. We talked about keto and some of the extreme stuff and the need for it. Like, there's actually needs for sure. it. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the keto diet right now. Yeah. I've it's been really good for me. How, how, yeah, how do you feel? What's the difference? Uh, well, I know you're not supposed to be on the hot seat, but I'm curious. No, no. Um, so I started it 31 days ago. Okay. But I'm also doing intermittent fasting, okay. which I'd like to talk about. Yep. So I'm doing 16 hours fasting, eight hours eating window, mm-hmm. and I'm doing keto, very strict, uh, you know, no, no latitude at all. Okay. I'm very, very strict. Okay. And I've lost, I'm down from 307 to 270. Wow. In 30 days. 31 days. 31. Awesome. So um, I've been getting, um, I've been getting my body, uh, like body analysis. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Where do you do that? Um, down at Max Muscle. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, you know, it's a, it's a bioimpedance, mm-hmm. which I know that there's pluses or minuses to sure. all of them, but yeah, um, it's a way for me to gauge that, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so. And if you're using the same measure, then yeah. it's going to give you the information yeah. you need. Um, so all of it's been adipose. Mm-hmm. I've had a gain in like six pounds of muscle. Yeah. Must be nice. Down from 19% body fat to nine and a half. Awesome. So all indicators are saying that I'm doing the right thing as far as I'm not losing muscle mass and my hydration is good and all that stuff. So that worked for me. My joint pain is gone. Mm -hmm. I sleep very well. Mm -hmm. My, my, uh, you know, my focus is good as well. Yeah. So I think I'm doing, for me it's working. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't, there's not very many sides, negative sides for yeah. me at this yeah. point. Was it hard for you to start? Yeah, the first seven to ten days were difficult. Yeah, you were like you you're hangry? like hungover. Yeah, it feels like you're hungover. Yeah, yeah it's just like sugar detox basically. Like yeah, and that's what it felt because yeah. uh, oh sugar's poison. You yeah. know what I mean? It really is. It really is. Yeah. So yeah. I felt as if, uh, and I feel great now. Yeah. Um, do you anyways. think you'll do it forever? Um, what I think I'll do is I'll make some minor adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like uh, that it's really good for me right now. Um, but at week six, I'm going to add in a little bit of a cheat meal. Okay. Um, for, you know, to help with leptin levels a little bit mm-hmm. and spool mm-hmm. my metabolism mm-hmm. up a little bit. Leptin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, I think I I'll know. do that. And then I think that. I might add in, like, for my first meal, maybe 50 grams of good carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it. And okay. I think I'll continue that for a little bit and see how that works and see how my uh, body composition reacts to that. Yeah. I think I'm uh, relatively carb sensitive, and I think I might have had some uh, insulin sensitivity uh-huh. stuff going on. Yeah. So I think that the diet has corrected that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. So compli- this is <laughs> so above my simple head. <laughs> You know what I'm like? <laughs> I ate food. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, is that, yep, it's a sandwich. I'm going to eat it. I can't eat the I'm going to go ahead and journal that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, it's worked for me. Um, right. I feel good yeah. ab- about it. It's, you know, I'm losing weight and I feel good. So nonetheless. Yeah. I want to hear about the fasting. Yeah, so, so intermittent kay. fasting. Tell Let's me what your thoughts on intermittent, intermittent fasting Okay, is. so there's uh, there's like as many, you know, different like various intermittent fasting programs yeah. as there are people Hours, in the world days. yes yeah. yes days the, the yeah people fast for days yeah yeah gandhi mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or there's you know like a, a sort of extreme calorie deficit every other day and then you know like a, eat whatever you want every other day i mean there's just like kind of a million different versions of sure. intermittent fasting so you know because you know the the 
best general recommendation would be to stay somewhere kind of in the middle. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that's a lot of the healthiest, all things considered, a lot of the healthiest approaches are going to be something in the middle, right? So the middle version of, of intermittent fasting is kind of like what you're doing Mm -hmm. where, you know, you do a 16, eight where, you know, hopefully at least eight of those hours you're sleeping sleeping, anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, some, some people, so then you can get kind of more extreme versions where there's like a four hour eating window um, or yeah, like 24 hours once a week or Mm -hmm. something like that. And I feel like generally what you're doing is a little bit, it's a little bit easier to get on board with it and it's a little bit more moderate. Mm -hmm. You know, most people can get a, good if enough calories and a wide variety of food in eight hours yeah absolutely and, um, it kind of limits sort of the um, extra foods that we don't even really need can yeah. we can we dumb this down tad so mm-hmm. like fasting is just food it's not like you you can drink water right yeah, yeah. you can drink water Any basically anything free. that yeah anything that has no calories mm-hmm. okay as soon as you have calorie content it will break the fast mm-hmm. that's what breakfast is right breaking fast yeah. like the first meal that oh. when you wake up wow yeah and it can be any time you've never anytime. heard that before oh my god yep dude this like, is we're breaking some like i said uh-huh. the cognitive yeah. function of the <laughs> carbs i need carbs i'm eating bread right after this should i eat yeah. it before <laughs> stupid i'm the same way so uh do you do you uh implement any intermittent fasting uh, yes. with your clients and mm-hmm. you know what value does it have for specific things um yes so um Again, with the hierarchy, it wouldn't be, it would never be the first thing I would try. And um, usually, um, you know, I feel like most of these things, which maybe we're going to get to, but most of these strategies have a shelf life. Like they only work for so long. Our body seems to kind of plateau. Um, or hit a wall and it, and we, you know, it slows down. We stop seeing the benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's never the place I would start, you know, the intermittent fasting too, because of my background, you know, you can get into some sort of, for some folks, some sort of disordered patterns or yes. approaches to, you know, where this kind of need to starve yourself to get what you want. Mm-hmm. That's like kind of a slippery slope for men and sure. women. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, maybe kind of obsessive compulsive tendencies can be turned on when you, um, you you know, when you introduce a plan like this. So it's never the first place I start, but once I've really gotten to know somebody and kind of know, um, generally their habits and, you know, kind of their mental approaches to these things, then it's, it's definitely worth a try. It's, it's very often, um, helpful in, you know, people who, you know, are kind of like chronic snackers, like they can't stop eat or they seem to feel like they can't stop eating Uh like you know they don't have a ton of um I guess discipline when it comes to just kind of eating all the things when they feel like it Mm -hmm. so it can kind of it's nice to just you know the beginning few hours of the day and the last few hours of the day to kind of take that off the table it sort of you know it's a good discipline a good Mm -hmm. practice of discipline people usually lose weight um it it seems to you know because every time we eat essentially there you know our our blood sugar levels so you eat and so I'm going to super dumb it down but you eat Perfect. and and you, there's a, a blood glucose response a blood sugar <coughs> response so there's sugar in our blood let's say and the pancreas excretes insulin to drive you know 
that level those levels down because we can't live with you know high levels of blood sugar so there's a natural kind of like ebb and flow to this what we're trying to avoid is like these like really big extremes so when you eat white bread for example it's in really fast it's out really fast because our insulin levels are going to try to drive that down so blood sugar levels spike insulin insulin levels drive that down we get tired Mm -hmm. we get hungry again really fast so yeah, so you're trying to avoid this and more, you know, like this um, is kind of what we're going for. And the, um, you know, intermittent fasting is pretty helpful with that. So other than, you know, mm-hmm. help establish some discipline with, you know, chronic snacking mm-hmm. or whatever, is there any other health benefits to intermittent fasting? Because I've heard it'll help yes. growth hormone levels go up a little bit, which is yes. you know, good for you. And, yeah, so you know, there's like, think anabolic versus catabolic, right? Catabolic is the breaking down. Anabolic is the building up. So, you know, there's um, like catabolic hormones and anabolic hormones, like human growth hormone. So we're, you know, when we when we are reducing the presence of catabolic hormones, we invite the presence of, I mean, essentially, we invite the presence of the anabolic hormones. So, you know, um, you know, stress hormones, think of all the things that kind of like make you tired and break you down and make you inflamed, right? So when we, when we eliminate those, then our body is available to kind of reproduce cells and, Hmm. and um, kind of grow and build up. So that's what I'm kind of feeling. I mean, yeah. and what we do as far as firefighters, we have a lot of stress hormones because mm-hmm. we're up all night, and, right. you know, dealing with, Bell you know, kind of, you know, high, yeah. you know, high compression type stuff at times, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, you know, just long work hours and that type of stuff. So for me, I think the intermittent fasting is, I've noticed a, a, a true benefit to it. Yeah. Like I said, my, my joints, I, I don't feel inflamed anymore yeah. and my joints, I don't have bad joints. That's yeah. the thing, but they they kind of hurt all the time. So that's completely gone. Yeah. And that, I feel like that's also a product of the keto too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because there's no gluten. There's no, right. Yeah. The, you know, sugar is, is super inflammatory. So, oh yeah. And I I have a sweet tooth. Yeah. Like I could eat probably a dozen Cinnabon cinnamon rolls without even blinking. Uh Why are cinnamon rolls so good? I don't know. I love them. That's going to be on my first cheat meal though. Is this Maybe three or, yeah, three or four I of those. Almost, I want to know how you feel after that meal. I'm going to, I'll, I'll shoot you a, I'll yeah, shoot you a text. Yeah, I want to know. Immediately happy. Immediately and happy then and then tired <laughs> and then a lot <laughs> yeah. of joint pain. And Probably. pooping. <laughs> Hopefully Maybe. not the uh, situation that you were in. Yeah, the double. <laughs> yeah, just avoid <laughs> the, the protein powder. Situation. You'll be fine. Okay, so here's another really important um, question about okay. supplementation, yeah. right? Other than protein, we know that you can supplement with protein, mm-hmm. um, whey protein, you know. We've if, learned the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> we've learned the hard way with that. So let's talk about um, other supplements like okay. pre, pre-workout drinks. Yes. Um, so a lot of them have, you know, a lot of caffeine in them and some other, you know, stuff. Right. Make your face catch on fire. Yeah. Um, yes. Niacin that, and stuff like that. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah. how yeah. I lost my hair. Yeah. So uh, are those <laughs> totally. good uh, for you? Are they good for your workout? I know caffeine, yeah. you know, obviously a stimulant is going to give you a little bit more energy. But right. all in all, pre-workouts, BCAs. bad or good. Uh, okay. I told you it was going to be hard to like time into one thing, but you can get everything you need from food, from actual food. Boom. Period. Yep. Like you, so you might Mic have to drop. be more creative. Like vegans can do it too. They might, they will definitely have to be more creative, especially vegan athletes. Right. But mm-hmm. there, I have yet to 
I've yet to meet a situation where I didn't think that there was a way to get everything you needed from food. So pre-workout to me includes, so there's a, a guy, Dr. Ivy, he's like the kind of most um, widely sort of accepted. His research is the most widely accepted in sports nutrition. Um, and he says three to one. So three carbs to one protein, um, in a pre-workout. Okay. And then he, he says four to one, but really three to one works post-workout too. Okay. So, you know, Hmm. three to one carbs to protein prior to a workout, unless you're doing keto or something, but that's really, um, the sweet spot. There are other, um, you know, branch chain amino acids. I mean, you can get those in food. Yep. So if you're if you're eating a wide variety of meats and vegetables, y- you can get everything you need from food. If you know, if you're not, then you know, like so, a vegan or something, we might need to supplement sure. um, so that they're getting what they need. But we're we really have um, li- there's really little evidence that we are actually absorbing, um, you know, any purported amount. You know, so let's say there's, um, you know, like let let like a vitamin C, like high vitamin C pills or cap capsules or powders or whatever. I mean, it's unlikely that we're absorbing a fraction of those doses mm-hmm. at one time. We're just gonna pee it out later. So, um, and probably not even that much later. So, the same goes with a lot of these supplements. Is that the you know, bioavailability of them and the absorption, how quickly they're absorbed is probably, you know, a fraction of, you know, what you're reading on the label. Gotcha. So speaking about uh, bioavailability and uh, micronutrients mm-hmm. in big what, words. Yeah. And big okay, words. bioavailability, meaning our body can actually use them. Okay. You know, uh, quickly. You're welcome audience. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like the process of digestion gets them to where we can, they get, to where they need to go okay. for us to be able to use them. Yep. And then what was the second big word? Uh, Bioavailability. Mi- mi- micronutrients, right? Micronutrients. Okay, so, so what are the most important mic- micronutrients or minerals? Vitamins for, and minerals. Vitamins yep. and minerals. Yeah. So what are the most important? Okay. So maybe we should say this because maybe not everyone knows. Sure. There's macronutrients and micronutrients. Macronutrients are energy nutrients where we get carbs, proteins, fats, right? Boom. The big three. All I heard was carbs. Yes. Yeah. And carbohydrates are not just, you know, bread, pasta, there, you know, there are carbohydrates. Bananas are super high carb, yeah, right? You know, so never heard of it. What is yeah. a banana? On, what is the banana on a, the, on the glycemic index? Yeah. So we'll talk about glycemic yeah. glycemic index is a number for, um, the blood sugar response to a Holy food in the body. Smoke. I think it's like 98 so, or something. Like it's that. really high. Yeah. And a super I mean, ripe 90, banana, even higher. 97 yeah. and three quarters. Boom. Yeah. So yeah, those so are the those are the macros, those are the macronutrients. Right? Micronutrients are you know the things that we need in small doses. They're essential. Like our body needs them, but doesn't produce them on their own. Um, but vitamins and, and minerals. Sodium. So micronutrients. Yeah. Sodium. Yeah. Sodium. Uh, electrolytes. Yeah. Sodium electrolytes. Is electrolyte. Yeah. So what are the most important? Micronutrients, Ugh. or or the you know, like kind of. What's like, your favorite? Yeah, what's your fave? <laughs> I mean, so like for 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 Kay. like uh, you know, like uh, zinc and magnesium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are important. I think. Yes. What uh, are the most beneficial to people that are sleep deprived mm-hmm. and their hormones are going all over the place because they're running calls and magnesium and vitamin D. 
Thank you. Maybe See? zinc, maybe zinc too, but uh, magnesium. Zinc is touchy. Like different people have, like I can't have too much zinc. Mm -hmm. So people so are touchier to. Magnesium is magic. And there's actually finally some research now. Um, I call magnesium like nature's chill pill. It's it's, Dude, it's finally awesome. yeah is it? yeah. I mean I I, I you grow in sensitivity to it but i now take it when i'm in bed because i really it really does make me tired so what what should these people be doing uh these firefighters essentially hopefully that's who who's listening but should they be taking a supplement for it should they be eating yeah. certain foods to get the <laughs> higher numbers so this is where you know my you can get what you need from food fall short a little bit this is the holes in my theories that there are some things that are really difficult to get into food vitamin d we get from the sun and if you live in the pacific northwest you're screwed because you're not going to get enough of it especially if you're S pale like me right. you can't go out there yes <laughs> Super yeah. Pale. yeah your sunbonnet so Gee, yes Christmas. you do <laughs> <laughs> so you do probably need to supplement vitamin d uh, magnesium is also hard to get enough of it in foods so um it's Why? worth supplementing because it it's in the just soil not anymore? in yeah it's not from over farming yes so. can you take yep. too much Dude. magnesium that's my biggest need concern <laughs> yeah no i do need you yeah, we need you that. on this trip. okay yes. okay yeah but you got it like we've it's not the, the presence of minerals in our soil is like really dwindling in the farming practices in the u.s like huh. so um yeah so we we're not getting it from foods anymore it's it's hard to get jeez yeah. So magnesium, magnesium, magic, take it, magic, Magne magnesium, magi is, is and magnesium glycinate. So there are a few forms of it, but magnesium glycinate is the most bioavailable. You can use it the so most. So you can Wait. use it fast. Yeah. Did we answer this? How much should we be take? Like, is it, can I overdose on this? Because yes. that's what I'm concerned yes. about. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Oh, so gee, many Christmas. Some people. Some this is over the counter, isn't it? I think yes. I've seen it in Costco. Yeah. So it's protein. You can buy like a 40 pack <laughs> it of it. Turns out, <laughs> you can overdose on that too. <laughs> Um, you can overdose on a lot of things that are over the oh, counter. Oh, goodness. So, yes, magnesium. Some practitioners will prescribe to diarrhea, actually, and then they know that that's too much, and they dial it back from there. Oh. I so feel you like build down that room. Yeah, oh. you, you so what you're going to do is you're just going to take it up until you have the, yeah. the, the diarrhea situation. Runs, and then you What if I already have it? Then you, you just dial that back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So but if you don't want to do that, you can just kind of start small and build. I mean, most women – you know, and again, this is huge generalization. Like most women can probably tolerate about 300 milligrams. I can't. So, um, so, you know, you, but I found that out the hard way. So you just start with 300 men, probably four or 450. So periodization of eating supplements. When do we, when do we take these like magnesium or vitamin D or what do you mean? Like in the morning or yeah, like at night? night? Yeah, like yeah. magnesium at night. Magnesium at night, okay. I, I would say for sure. I don't think it's going to, you know, in smaller amounts, it's not going to put you to sleep if you're, um, you know, if you take it in the morning. Um, uh, vitamin D, some people think vitamin D makes them sleepy. So I usually tell people, I don't think that makes a huge difference to most people, but I usually tell people to take it at night as is that well. The, is it Better the same with as, food. Is it the same, sorry, is it the same as D3, vitamin D3? Is that the same thing? Yeah, that's D3 is the most bioavailable okay. version form of vitamin D. Bioavail so, yep. bioavailable. bioavailable. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Sorry, I have too many questions. No, these are good questions, is, man. Yeah, I love we it. we could talk all day. So uh, uh, to kind of um, finish this up, I got two things. Okay. Uh, what are the differences when you're building programs uh, to be successful uh, men versus women, Ooh. Uh, you know, because uh, yeah. I think, you know, we're, 
we're, we're, we're different, you know, hormone wise. Yeah. Um, what are some of the differences uh, that, that are, that, that, you know, in building a, a nutrition program yeah. uh, for, let's say we're going to say uh, they both want to gain a little bit of lean mass and, and lean down. Yeah. You know, what's the differences between a male and a, and a female when you're building a program for that? Yeah. Well, hormones would be the main one. Um, so, you know, there are just as many differences within, you know, between one woman and another and one man and another, but, but to generalize generalize the difference between the two is largely, um, you know, hormones and women's fluctuating hormones and men's, you know, there's decline of certain hormones as we, as they age, but, but, you know, typically that's kind of like the biggest, it's more complicated for me, honestly, to work with a woman because there are just so many variables that go into that, um, than it is for a man, you know, generally who has the same schedule or whatever. Uh-huh. It's just a lot, a lot simpler. There's a lot less factors, but yes, hormones are kind of the number So is one. that why men typically see results <laughs> a little bit quicker than, than females yeah. do? Yeah, totally. And you know, the, hmm. the, the makeup is, you know, men, um, there's a higher drive toward protein um, and muscle mass and you know than women naturally have so mm-hmm. you know a biochemical drive I would say okay so and you know for all kinds of you know survival reasons but um, so it's just a little bit more challenging and it takes a little bit longer um, for most women but still able to accomplish totally yes totally and that's kind yep. of what I wanted to you know touch on is just like you know, when, uh, like my wife is, you know, doing, you know, a certain eating plan, I'm doing the same one. Yeah. I see immediate results and she's like, man, what the longer. heck? And then she know. gets, a, you know, a little, yep. you know, pissed off. She about resents that. Yeah, totally. you for it. She hates me yeah. for and it. And yeah. the thing I hear from women, especially, I don't hear this as much from men, but from women, you know, they say like, well, this, n- I never used to, you know, this never used to be a problem. Uh-huh. And I, you know, it takes a little bit of time to convince people to wrap their brains around, you know, that our bodies change as mm-hmm. we get older. And, and, you know, sometimes even just in a matter of years, there's like late onset food allergies, you know, our bodies change. So, you know, our, our goal, and if you kind of want to look at it like a game or a puzzle, which I find it's pretty fun to just kind of adjust and figure out what your body needs at sure. any given point. And just because, I didn't used to need this doesn't mean that I don't now. Oh, excellent. So, so it's a work in progress. Yes, continual. always. Mm-hmm. Yep, for men and women. So you kind of talked about this at the beginning when you were talking about, uh, you know, what you do on your, your uh, you know, your practice, mm-hmm. your, your practice and everything. Diet uh, and um, uh, how, how about diet and how does it relate to gut health? Yeah. And how does that relate to behavioral health? Yeah. It's a big deal. I know yeah. this is I mean, open can up I come a, back? You open up a can of worms, but <laughs> yes. the correlation between the two, yeah, huge. you know, diet, yes. gut health, behavioral health, uh, yes. like you said, anxiety, depression, stuff like that. So having a poor diet or a diet that's not working for you mm-hmm. can definitely have effect on your mental health. Yes. I mean, I, I feel like I see an article come out weekly you know something new like there there's a lot of I'm not totally sure where who's driving this or where it's coming from but there's a lot of continued research even just in the last uh, handful of years about the the 
you know, they call it the gut brain axis. So the relationship between the gut and the brain. And, you know, it's, it's a real thing that that's like the microbiome, the, my, the flora in our gut, um, is sending messages, you know, back and forth to our brains. Um, you know, inflammation is, you know, a pretty key and inflammation impacts our neurological health. And, um, you know, the, I'm trying to not use tons of big, Thank scary you. words, Thank you. <laughs> but you know, like the brain synapses, like the, um, the like chemical reactions, you know, and, and the firings of, you know, do this, don't do that. Right. Is totally impacted by our gut. So when we eat high sugar diets, um, we're kind of messing with the communication right between our, our guts and our brain. It's funny because a lot of the research has historically been directed, um, to kids and you know and then now we're starting to figure out like oh this is a real thing for grown adults mm-hmm. now that it what how we um how we eat and treat our bodies and this is like you know my tagline but like how we eat and treat our bodies um impacts our mental and emotional health mm-hmm. it, hmm. primarily like more than almost anything else so not only you know being fit and looking the way you want to feel mm-hmm. but having that good you know, gut brain connection, yes. uh, being more healthy right. is a, emotional, it's, it's a, it's a game changer. Totally. Emotional regulation, uh-huh. you know, um, behavioral adaptations, like what's acceptable and what's not. Sure. Um, it's all, it's all a relationship. Like you can't have one without the other. That is and intriguing. Speaking of good, uh, mm-hmm. like gut flora, mm-hmm. uh, I noticed that there's a ton of probiotics, you know, yeah. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, okay, 41 billion, 800 billion, whatever. What's the shelf life on that? Do you have any? Um, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. thinking like, are these truly, you know, uh, when they were shipped, did they get overheated? Did right. they all die? I mean, what's like you're saying? It's like, what fraction am I really getting out of this? Yes. And if you've got any recommendations for, you know, a very good probiotic or one yeah. that you use, because I know, you know, uh, the good flora, you know, your your is yeah. really imperative to your gut health, and then right. also. So like healthy bacteria, there's like good and bad bacteria. I feel like I'm, I'm interpreting. (laughs) So what we're going to do, I don't want to make you the the dummy. He's not. (laughs) You don't have to do that. I did that myself. (laughs) I know. I know you did it. So it's your fault. Um, uh, so, um, the short answer is I don't really know, to be okay. honest, and I'm not sure. Th- and I think that's pretty much um, profession-wide that mm-hmm. we don't totally know. Um, you know, it's always best to start with foods that are high in pro-bacteria. So fermented foods, you know, oh, not beer. Sauerkraut? <laughs> fermented foods. Fermented? Yes, sauerkraut <laughs> or fermented vegetables. There's like kefir. Um, Never had any of these. Yeah, yogurts, but, you know, like non like injected with you know tablespoons and tablespoons of sh- white sugar yeah. but it's like yes. plain yogurt yes yeah kombucha so tasty yeah well you can mix your Rice own Krispies. things in there fruit and stuff Rice. cinnamon life uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> on the wrong track yeah, okay, well, I'm sorry i just heard sugar yeah. uh no good thank so, you so much yeah, so, so, so there are uh, foods like uh, uh, what is fermented Kim- foods. kimchi 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 yep. sauerkraut yep um, um what else did kefir, you kefir uh kombucha i don't know it's cultured um it's cultured dairy or lactose i think where do you uh, buy it is it, like yogurt? is it like yogurt 
Yeah, but it's a liquidier. Someone oh, else needs to answer the question about, about kefir. There's it. also water kefir that's non-dairy. Um, it's fermented as well. Holy smokes. But it's, you know, just think of like all the healthy bugs. They're not actual bugs, but they kind of are like healthy organisms mm. that and they, um, they live. In your gut. Yeah. Oh. And they eat sugar. There's bugs that are going to go in my tum? They're already in there, My tum tum? Yeah, they're already in there. They're already oh, in boy. there. You There's just either good ones them. or bad ones, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Dude. How many? You don't even know. Can I name them? Probably a gazillion. Holy. A gazillion? Yeah. Yep. Okay, I think that's the, that's the <laughs> medical that's the, term. That's, it is a medical yes. term. I'm I mean, so overwhelmed. Yeah. But I do take a probiotic just in case. That, sure. That's sort of, I, I don't think it really hurts anything. There's lot, lots of people think that it doesn't really do much. I mean, the, the thing we haven't mentioned is that there's no regulation over supplements. So, no. you know, there's this, it's the DSHEA. I test my students on this, the Dietary Supplement Health something act alphabet it's the e i can't remember mm-hmm. um that in, back in like 93 or 94 um that changed the relationship of the fda over supplements so now they there's no pre-market um regulatory system at all it's really just you know if something goes wrong and a company is sued or somebody dies mm-hmm. then they kind of jump it. in and they pull it from the market gotcha. and they, they regulate it that way so it's really um, important and critical that you know where your supplements are coming from, you know, and there are companies that are supposed to do a good job, you know, sort of regulating you know, what they sell. Like but it's almost the honor system. It, totally. I mean, it's, huh. it's really so hard to know. So we could make a know. supplement? Yeah, and you could sell it. Do you want to make a supplement? Let's no. make a supplement. <laughs> It's going to be great with the water, with the, the liability, with, with the water ounce. Counter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's be great. Like a, a Sugar probiotic water. water. <laughs> yep. Probiotic. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah, water, you might have to yogurt, cut that too. slurry. Are we are we going quick attack now? We're going quick attack. Okay. We got to wrap okay. this up. Are you okay. ready? Uh, this so th- th- this is kind of a fun thing. Okay. okay. Um, we're just going to ask really you a bunch serious. of random questions. Like, if oh. you were a superhero, what would you be? Who would you be, and why? Yeah. So it's, you know what I mean. Okay, like but that. don't ask me that. It's, it has to be. I'm going to ask first you that. thing that I've comes to your head. Yeah. Just okay, and but it's just r- and it's rapid. Okay. All right. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. I literally see no movies. Like, I just haven't. Do you know who Superman is? Yes. Okay, so you're aware of superheroes. <laughs> I'm aware. Okay. Yeah, let's go. okay. But I just, um, this is, I'm uneducated. I think that you're making up excuses okay. right now. I beg I, 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 I just want you to get your game face on, okay, unless ready. we're going to go through this. That's concerning go. you think you're uneducated I'm when I'm asking what bioavailability is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I don't know movies. Okay. That's the difference. Touche. Can't know everything. Quick attack. Okay, here we go. go. Quick attack. Okay. Can you finish the lyrics to this song? I'm going <laughs> to can't even I'm going to trade this life for fortune and fame. I'd even cut my hair and change my name. <laughs> no, I can't. Can you John? Dude, I know that song, but I can't finish that sentence. Oh. Wait, is this a new song? No, no, no. no. Okay, no, I don't know. Uh, this is the famous. Uh, everybody loves this band. They love them. They go back. Oh yeah, Nickelback. Rockstar. Oh, that's why I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't feel I bad. I feel anymore. bad for Nickelback. Everybody hates them. I know they you get know? such. A Anyways, what, what? So in your car right now, what's your what's your song? What's your go to? Like you're gonna leave here. It's sunny day. You're gonna listen to music. You're about it's to hit play. What's on your playlist? I, I don't have a playlist. It, I have the radio. Oh so my like, gosh! I Favorite know. song of all time. Oh my God! If you, you can't say Journey either. So, um, uh, I my favorite <laughs> song of all time. Favorite song. Yeah. I can't. Cook, are, cook, you, are you married? Attack. 
Yes. What, what songs do you play at your, mar- at your wedding? Um, so, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> next, question. <laughs> next question. Next question. Oh, my God. I just got gosh. married New Year's Eve, too. That's so bad. If you could have one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? You're a nutritionist. Kale, and it's not a joke. Kale? Kale? How do you oh cook my it? God, level 10 nerd alert. <laughs> I know. I love like, it. I'm such a nutritionist. <laughs> my wife cooks kale really good, but still, I'm not, I'm not like going to you a restaurant. Could, you do for anything. Kale. I put it in everything. Okay. I li- truly put it in kale everything. Kale and waffles. Kale. Next yes. question. Okay. Sorry. Next question. Uh, wh- what obscure food have you eaten? I had frog legs in Mexico one time. Deep fried? Uh huh. Did you like it? No. I don't remember much about it. I was like a teenager, but yeah, mm. I don't so remember you were drunk. liking it. Because <laughs> you can drink at nine no. years old. Yeah. <laughs> I was a teenager. I was hammered on tequila. <laughs> ate frog legs. Yeah. Okay. Still this, didn't like them. This is a riddle. We like to ask everybody a riddle. Yeah, you're gonna love okay. it because they're really serious. Okay. Uh, okay. What is orange and sounds like a parrot? It's got to be a bird, right? However you read into I don't it, know. what's orange and sounds like parrot? The, it's not a carrot. That's too easy. It is. It it's is. a carrot. carrot. You're the first one carrot, to get a riddle carrots. right. Good job. I'm She's so a winner. happy. But seriously, if you were a superhero, who would you be and why? I think Wonder Woman. You would? Oh, yeah. yeah why? Dude, that new so movie's awesome. Badass. Yeah, I did is. see part of that movie, and oh. then I fell asleep. Congratulations. <laughs> Well, once again, thank you so much yeah, for being on our for show. Me there was a lot fun. of really good information in there. Good. I think hopefully uh, you we know. can have you on again. Yeah, I would like, love yeah, to come back. Yeah, seriously. so awesome. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff, obviously, in nutrition. Yeah. Uh, you could talk about it for probably days. Forever. Uh, but it's very beneficial. So is there, if you're comfortable, can you like tell people right now, like if they wanted to reach out to you to maybe yeah. consult oh, yeah. you as a nutritionist? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Where can so they find you? So easiest place is my website, westcoastwellness.net. Okay. Yep. And Boom. yeah. West Coast Wellness. Yep. I love it. Thank you so net. much. Yeah, thank you. Dot yeah, net. Thank you. West Coast Wellness dot net. Dot yes. net. What's up? Yeah. Thank Thanks you so much. much. Thank okay. you. Love it. <laughs> Josh, Josh Fire out.